Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the lifelock million dollar protection package change the game on identity theft save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com slash aware Welcome back to another episode of the On the Sideline podcast with Jackson and Kyle. I am Jackson, and I'm joined here, as always, by a man who would never spend four straight days in the dark. Kyle, Kyle, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I think I got a stress fracture in my foot, but that's whatever, you know. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, well, I was playing uh, pickup basketball. I was, I was playing this kid one-on-one, and I went up for a rebound, and I came down on it, and I was like, oh, that feels a little weird. And then two weeks later, and I'm just like waddling around because I could barely stand on it. I don't know what happened, but I don't know. Just very weird, very bizarre. I don't. The problem is, is that I got so out of shape, and then decided I'm going to try and get back in shape. Mm-hmm. That like I went too hard, too fast. Because yeah. yeah, that's always the toughest. That you had the most. It's like your motivation was built up for the entire time you were out of shape till in like that first couple of days back. Yeah, and I think like the other thing is too. Like I only know how to work out and like compete. Like when I play sports, okay. As a person who's in good shape, right, right, yeah, exactly. To, I don't know how to manage myself in a basketball game being fat. Right. And the problem is, is I'm trying to play like I'm still 100 and you know 80 pounds, and I'm not. And it's yeah, it, this is way too much information. But this is a uh, you know this that this is my life right now. <laughs> yes, uh, we have uh, in the chat hot take. Kyle beats Lavar one on one. What do you think, Kyle? Um. He did play college ball, so probably not. You know? <laughs> yeah, that might be top. So you he might think he Michael Jordan one on one, but he's probably beating me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well he has that going for him. Kyle, thirty-two teams are in the NFL. What we're going to be doing today is draft style power ranking all thirty-two teams. This is not in terms of who we think will do the best next year. This is in terms of who we think has the best chance of winning the Super Bowl next year. There is a distinction. Uh, cause you know, uh, basically the way to view it is if you were to, if, if God came down and told me, Hey, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go to the Super Bowl but lose in the Super Bowl. Uh, then instead of ranking them at number two, I'd rank them at number 32. That's how this would work. So, uh, yeah. Sound good, Kyle? 
Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting if God just came down to tell you about Bengals' futures. You know? Yeah, that'd be a weird, a weird. It wouldn't even be that helpful. Like, why, why tell me who loses the Super Bowl? I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what a useless person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So now that I'm, you know, dis God and you know told people about my workout struggles, let's get into it. I'm ready to go. Yes, let's get into it. Uh, Kyle, uh, I don't know. Uh, since you're nursing an injury, I'll let you go first. Why don't you pick the team most likely to win the, uh, I guess, the 2023 Super Bowl, which would take place in 2024. They need to figure out a better way to do that. But who do you have? Yeah. Um, all right. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel here. This one seals like a layup, and I'll take the layup if you're giving me the first pick. I'm taking Patriots. the defending. Yeah, exactly. I'm taking the defending champions. I'll go ahead and take the Kansas City Chiefs, number one. They're not, like, in a perfect spot. I mean, they're in a pretty good spot because they have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And I think they have some cap flexibility. The real questions for them, like, Carlos Dunlap was pretty impactful for them last year. Juju Smith-Schuster, I thought, was largely a pretty good pickup for them last season. Those guys have to be addressed. And then the other thing that's basically their their, uh, big position of need is both their starting tackles are free agents, which, yeah, is a little bit of a concern, but you have Patrick Mahomes, so I'm not overly worried. I think as long as Mahomes is healthy, this team's going to be in the conversation for a Super Bowl, and they have draft capital, uh, some draft capital to be able to make this work, possibly replace those tackles and go from there. Yeah, they're in an interesting spot. I, I agree. This is number one on my board as well. Also, I want to explain the minus three next to their name. I put uh, how much cap space each team has next to their name here. So uh, Chiefs have negative three million in cap space, which is actually not the worst spot to be in. It seems terrible, but in the NFL, you can work around it. Um, you know, no big, biggest notable free agents, you know, Juan Thornhill, Juju Smith-Schuster. Those are guys that I don't think, you know, they like, but I don't think they need desperately. The, you're, you're right, though. The tackles is the question, and especially, you know, Orlando Brown Jr. is kind of the biggest question of feels like someone's going to overpay him. Right. It feels like that's going to happen. Do you want to be the one to overpay him? Because what's behind door number two might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think Orlando Brown is the, you know, a top five left tackle in the league. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, he's not bad. Right. we, we did, you know, kind of pick him apart a little bit in the playoffs with some of his struggles. But at the same time, you know, there are certainly worse options than Orlando Brown Jr. out there. And that's the, that's the big question. But they have flexibility. They really do. Because, I mean, I mean, just looking at it right now, they could cut Frank Clark. I was just looking at their th- sheet real quick. They could cut Frank Clark and save $21 million. And at that point, they're basically fine. But, yeah, I mean, I think that they should have, you know, the big thing with this team this season is, like, they're not going to waste a first round pick on a running back like they did the last time they won a Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably going to be a pretty good starter at that 30 second spot, you'd think. Plus, you know, there's, you know, even if they decided to cut a guy like Frank Clark, they can get, you know, George Karloftis, I think is going to be better next season. And I think they got some young, talented players. So they got a couple guys to address. But overall, I think they're just going to be really good again. Yeah, uh, and you know, obviously the Mahomes stuff goes without saying. Uh, also, you know, we talk about uh, oh, they had you know, it's really you could argue they had uh, nine contributors in the draft last year if you count special teams. Uh, they had a ton of players come in, and those guys are all going to be cheap for the next three years. So uh, you know, it's you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, yeah, this team's young and talented, and um, I think they're going to be they're going to be good for the foreseeable future. You know, this is definitely not the last we heard of KC. Right. Definitely not. Uh, let's move on. Number two. This is where the list gets interesting, right? Because everyone has yeah. the Chiefs as the front runners. Number two, several teams I think you could go with. I'm going to go Cincinnati here. Cincinnati has mm-hmm. $35 million in cap space. Uh, they were 
I don't know. You could argue they were the closest to beating the Chiefs this season. Of uh, they, you know, nearly had it. If it wasn't for a dumb penalty uh, by Joseph Asai at the end of the conference championship, there's a real chance that they are Super Bowl champions. Now again, got some players assigned. Your, you know, their safeties have been great, and they're both free agents. Jesse Bates and Von Bell, both free agents. Uh, you know, some other guys like Jermaine Pratt, Hayden Hurst. It's really the safeties that are the key thing. But they have the money to do it. I think that they're going to. I see no reason why they'd take a step back unless they trade uh, T. Higgins, which it seems like they don't actually want to do. That, that was just kind of speculation. So uh, looks looks pretty good for Cincinnati. Yeah, I think it looks very good. This was number two on my list too. And yeah, I mean the one question is these safeties. And I mean you can you can tag a guy like Von Bell basically, and then work out something with Bates. Because the one thing I guess the one question for Cincinnati going forward is. You eventually, you know, that extension for Joe Burrow's coming, you know, mm-hmm. that extension for Jamar Chase is coming, you know, how much future money do you want to commit this season, even though you have the space to really go for it? And I think that's going to be the question for the Bengals, but I think there's some flexibility there. So I'm not overly worried. Um, it's just something they're going to have to address either this off season or down the line, how they're going to free up that space for those two guys. So yeah, they're going to be really good. And, you know, even if they lose one of those safeties, you know, Awuzie is a guy who at corner didn't play most of the season last year. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back healthy. I thought Kate, Cam Taylor Britt had some real moments to end the season last year, especially that yeah. Bills playoff game. So they're going to have guys in that secondary still going into next season. Yeah, and well, that, that and that's the other thing too is it, do they do they find an Eli Apple replacement? This team could uh, even improve significantly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're in a really good spot. They're another team that, you know, they're going to be good for the foreseeable future. All they got the, the biggest question is when do they want to pay Burrow and Chase? Could you argue they should be number one? Um, I think you could argue it. I, I'm not really listening to it, but I think you could argue it. Not even listening to it. Well, I just, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I had him too, but, you know, like I said, the Chiefs are losing their tackles, and they don't have a ton of cat space to make up for it. The Bengals, uh, they never have tackles. So they're fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they paid everybody last offseason for that offensive line, right? So a mm-hmm. lot of those guys are going to be back. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, you know, if the one thing the Chiefs have to address is, I mean, it, it's not the only thing they have to address for the Chiefs because they do have, like, Juan Thornhill's a guy I bet they'd like to have back. Sure. But, like, for the most part, like, if that's your biggest thing is you just need to get tackles, like it's not just tackles, but at the same time, that's something I think they can figure out and make work. And they have maybe the best interior offensive line in football. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's the worst thing in the world for me. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. Number three, Kyle, where are you going? All right. Number three, I am going to pull up the, uh, I was looking at the Super Bowl odds, future Super Bowl odds to help me out here. Some of these okay. are crazy. Some of these yeah. are absolutely insane, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get fancy here again. I'm just going to go San Francisco at three. They do have free agents. They have a, you know, they have like five big free agents. You know, I think Emmanuel Mosley, Abukam, um, Mike McGlinchey, Al Shair. Those are all pretty good players, but I just trust the system. I trust the system more than anything. And the system continually shows that it can work and be dominant. And I think this is going to be a really good team again, as long as one of these quarterbacks are healthy for the season. Well, and, you know, that's the question, I think. So I had them at four. Uh, so I'm very much still high on the 49ers, but I had one team ahead of them, and it's because of how much I value the quarterback position. Uh, yes, I did to say, a lot of people kind of said, you plug any quarterback in there, Kyle Shanahan can win with them. 
So far in San Francisco, he's won with two quarterbacks, right? He's won with Garoppolo and he's won with Purdy. Trey Lance, he had a two games with. Uh, it's mostly been those two guys. Now, I'm not saying that, I mean, listen, his system obviously makes things easier on quarterback, but if they let Garoppolo walk, which a lot of people think they will, uh, and it's Brock Purdy who comes in and maybe he isn't what he was last year. If Trey Lance isn't what we think he can be, there's that question mark in terms of winning a Super Bowl. Cause again, those are just, that's what we're evaluating here. That's my concern and why I ended up having him a spot lower than you did. Yeah. And I get it. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. I, I just think if they're going to put the, both of those young guys out there, I still believe in Trey Lance's talent. Sure. It, you know, it's it's still not a, you know there's not a lot of sample to go off of so I'm not judging his game performance so yeah because it's only been a few games so I still believe in Trey Lance's talent and I just think you know if you're gonna have him and Purdy compete for the job if Purdy's healthy by the start of the season I think one of those guys are gonna be all right I think one of those guys are gonna be pretty good and not to mention we still think this is one of the better situations for any young quarterback to go into because they're still gonna have you know they're gonna have to address McGlinchey but at the same time. I still think even if they lose McGlinchey, this is going to be a good offensive line. Uh, they still got mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey back for next season. They got Debo Samuel for next season. And potentially they have um, Brandon Ayuk still for next season. So this is still going to be a really good team in my mind. Oh, for sure. Yeah, again, uh, they're, they're number four on my list. They're going to be very good. Uh, the question is just, I guess, let's maybe transition because if we're talking about my number three team, uh, to come, we can kind of talk about them together a little bit. I have the Buffalo Bills. They go here at four. I had them at number three. And my logic behind it is I know that they're always the the preseason favorites and they never seemingly live up to the hype. But uh, I don't know. Maybe this one year where they're not that, you can feel a little better about them. Now, they got some cap issues to worry about. And Jordan Poyer and Jermaine Edmonds are free agents. They're very good players. So there is some reason to believe the Bills could take a step back. At the same time, Kyle... I don't know. I know it didn't end well, but I was really impressed with Josh Allen last year. I actually think Josh Allen had his best season in the NFL last year. Uh, it just it had a collapse in that Cincinnati game, and I don't even think it was entirely his issue. If you tell me there's two teams of good talent around them, and one of them has the superstar quarterback, one of them has a complete question mark at quarterback, I'm going to go with the superstar quarterback. I think that's fair, and I definitely – they were fourth on my list, so it's not like I'm putting them too low. There are – I think there's just a couple more questions for me with uh, Buffalo, which, like you said, fair. The quarterback is the biggest question, and the San Francisco has the question at quarterback. But I don't know. Like, I, you know, they, they loaded up this defense, I thought, last season, and it didn't perform as spectacularly as we hoped. And, like, I think Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer are both kind of important for this team. Sure. And I don't – know if they're going to get either of those guys back based on their cap situation. Now they could, they could, you know, push money down the road, load mm -hmm. up again, but you know, at the point that they're at, you know, 16 over the cap, it because it becomes a little bit of a question. They don't have a ton of draft capital either. They're 24th in the league in draft capital this season. So I do think there's a couple questions on depth, especially as they loaded up that defense and how does it get back to that point? But it's again, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, good offensive line. There's got, there's a lot to be excited about for this Bills team, so I'm not overly worried. I still think they're the favorites in the East. They're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Those are just my questions when I look at the Super Bowl contenders for next year. Yeah, fair enough. I think they're in the same tier of me for the 49ers. There's there's some ways they can get around the cap, such as like Naheem Hines uh, has you know 
Uh, cutting him would save five million. Have to imagine that's on the table when you're in this this cap crunch. And again, you can always push the can down the road a little bit. The average team spends about ten million over the cap, so uh, you know they're okay. But you're right, losing a couple figures. Uh, they're and plus, I think the other thing too is San Francisco plays in the NFC. That's just an advantage over Buffalo. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a lot in this one because the NFC once again looks pretty weak. I think for this next season. Um, yeah, so it, it looks pretty forgettable in my mind. Maybe even weaker this year than it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it might be. Um, I think I got touched everything on Buffalo. You want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Do you have an NFC team here at five? I do. And it's mainly, you know, I have a couple. I think if I were to rank these teams on talent going forward, I think I would have a couple teams higher. But I think once again, if it comes down to can this team beat San Francisco in a playoff game, and get to the Super Bowl, that's a lot easier of a path than having to go through a Kansas City-Buffalo situation or Cincinnati situation. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I guess I'll just take the Cowboys at this spot. Wow. This team, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but at the same time, like this seems not talentless. You know, This is a talented football team still, and I think they're going to be okay. So I just think it comes down to, you know, can can they – can they reload? Can they address the receiver position? Can they do some of that stuff and get to the point? Yeah, no, I think they're going to be the favorites in the NFC East. These are scorching hot takes coming coming from uh, right here, Kyle. I am, I am, I had the Cowboys again. I'm always too low on the Cowboys. You're always too high on the Cowboys. I had them at 19 on my list. 19 seems very high. So explain your Cowboys reasoning. Uh, I mean, it's. These are not. This is not the the team that wins the Super Bowl. The team that pays big money to the okay quarterback and doesn't have receivers. I mean, when has this worked? Well, they have a whole offseason to address the receiver spot, right? <laughs> With what money, though? I mean, you're losing Dalton Schultz. You're losing Tony Pollard. Uh, Leighton Vanderush had this really good season. Uh, you know, uh, that it's it's concerning for me that you're losing two of your great skill players in a for a team that was really low on skill players. Yeah, but I this is another one where I think that they can make some of this work. I think they can get some of these guys back. I think Pollard is coming back, and a lot of that is going to be with uh, – they're going to have to get creative with the cap. They're going to have to restructure some of these deals, probably restructure Dak, honestly, um, you know, and they're going to have to make some of these deals work. But I think some of these guys are coming back. They, have, they don't have a ton of draft capital, so I think they really need these guys to be on the team. So I just think that they're going to be able to figure this out and – I don't. I don't think the roster is going to look that much different than last season. And last season, they uh, did not really contend for the the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I, I, I just, you know, my issue is I, I that's think, my ceiling. My, my issue is because you know, uh, again, uh, you know, if people saying like 19 is pretty low, but it would be around 10 for me. Yeah. Uh, also, Cowboys at five as well. I love it, Kyle. A lot of people are splitting the difference between where we have them. My issue again. The whole thing is it's likely to win a Super Bowl, not where I'm expecting them to end up in the standings. I I expect them to get closer to fifth in the standings next year than 19th. But my thing is, I just don't see how this team is the best team in football unless they just find some steal, have like an all-time great draft or something. Either an all-time great draft or an all-time great playoff run, right? Which, I mean, I don't know. I I think they're a little closer than you think in some of these playoff games. Um I don't know. Like it, it wouldn't be, especially when I just look at the NFC teams. Like I, do you feel better about the Cowboys in the next season or the Eagles? Uh, the Eagles. Uh, I think well, kind of obvious given, uh, you know, where I have the Cowboys. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Eagles got a lot of things they have to address in the next season, including introducing two new coordinators to the spot. Well, let's let's talk about both of them then. Let's use that as a transition to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, who I have as my number five team. I, I already had the page on my notes up when you were talking about uh, you know, your NFC East, your NFC team you're gonna pick. To me, the Eagles, I definitely have hired in the Cowboys in terms of likelihood. And again, I, I get it. The Eagles have a ton of Play, players they have to worry about of guys that could be walking of uh you know uh, just off reading off the list here Javon Hargrave James Bradbury CJ Gardner Johnson TJ Edwards Isaac Samello Miles Sanders Kaiser White Marcus Epps that's just the people that are on PFF's top 100 uh free agents board there's bigger there's more guys there they have a ton but they still have Devonta Smith they still have AJ Brown they still have Jalen Hurts it's a passing league and the Eagles pass so much better than a team like the Cowboys do or at least I haven't yet to see a season like uh Jalen Hurts had last year out of Dak Prescott. Yeah. And I get that. I do, but I I just think with the the amount of players that are questionable heading into next season on if they can if they can even afford these guys. Cause not only, you know, they don't have a ton of cap flexibility, but the thing is is that they have to uh pay Jalen Hurts too. That conversation is now coming up for Philadelphia and getting that Hurts extension in place. And yeah, I just think, you know, I think if they lose Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave potentially, or if they lose, you know, one, you know, two of those three, I think that's going to be damaging. If they lose, you know, one or two of James Bradbury, CJ Gardner Johnson, I think that could be damaging. I think that there's a lot of questions to address for this roster going into the next season, where I still think it's going to be very talented, especially because they have that young quarterback in place and they have those receivers. I just think that's going to be a question heading in next year. Yeah, but I, I think that, you know, isn't this a team that kind of is built for letting those guys walk? You know, they're kind of built in a sense of like, you know, they went out like I, I think a great example is the, uh, you know, Jordan Davis was very good in a very small role last year. I don't know how big his role can be, but it feels like he can have a bigger role now that there's going to be kind of a, you know, more snaps available for him. Right. I definitely think he could step in for uh, Cox, but at the same time, I, I look at both sides of the line of scrimmage where they might have had the best offensive and defensive line combination in the league. You know, you you could potentially be looking at it, what, five new starters along that those two groups alone? Like, that feels significant. Sure, but it was it's still going to be good, though, is my thing. Right? I, think it's, I think it'll take a step back, but I think that this passing at offense – with uh, their offensive line taking a step back, their defensive lines taking a step back, and their coverage taking a step back. I kind of trust the Eagles' front office. That's another thing, is I do trust this Eagles' front office more than I trust the Cowboys' front office to build uh, and to be able to at least patch up some of those. And if they can, like, let's say they just get the coverage under control uh, and then the offensive line's a bit spotty now and the defensive line's a bit spotty now but still has stars on it, to me, that still is a team that can contend for a championship. It's definitely possible. I just i I think those guys were way too important for their team, and you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this offseason addressed how some of these older players come back too. Because you know, I think a thing like if Jason Kelsey doesn't come back, that's probably the most damaging thing of any team this offseason, outside of Brady leaving like Tampa. Yeah, well, again, that might be a bit of a hot take, but it's it, it would be very impactful. I definitely agree there. Uh, we also, uh, you know, have a, a chat saying interested to know where Kyle has the Giants. I might have some bad news for you, but uh, let, let's yeah. uh, let's move on to number seven. We could we could do a whole podcast on that, but we have to move on. Got thirty two teams to get 
to Kyle number seven. All right. I will go ahead and, uh, you know, I mentioned it. I teased it a little bit in last week's podcast. Let's go ahead and just throw them in the fire right here. The young upstart Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go ahead and throw them into the conversation. This is a team that won the AFC South. I think that they should win the AFC South again. Uh, Based on the talent, the teams that are in the AFC South, I think they should be the favorites heading into the offseason. And you know what? This is another one where it's if Trevor Lawrence makes another leap, if he makes a leap into that top seven conversation for quarterbacks, all of a sudden you have that guy on the cheap, you have some cap space, you have some draft capital, then all of a sudden this could be a very, very good team and a dangerous team to some of those top teams. Yeah. Uh, they're a team that, you know, one of the things where you look, you look through their uh, free agents that they have to sign, and it's, you know, some of these might be addition by subtraction in a way, like uh, Jawan Taylor, who, Kyle, you're going to have to explain to me Jawan Taylor. I, I don't get, you know, someone who was a hyped up prospect coming out of the draft has really struggled, I feel like, every time I've watched him play. And now, you know, uh, he's getting projected for like these $15 million a year deals. So uh, I think that you want to avoid that one if possible. You know, like, mm-hmm. like listen, uh, Evan Ingram, he was a solid player for you. Arden Key, uh, he's been a, a really nice find uh, for you. You know, he was very good last season. Uh, there's there's guys that I like on this roster that they could lose, but no one major. And they're getting Calvin Ridley back, and or getting Calvin Ridley just to begin with. Uh, that feels like whatever they've, they're the first team to improve this off season and they haven't even begun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think a few of these guys will come back. I, I kind of imagine Evan Ingram based on how much he's had to bounce around. He probably wants to settle in here, especially after a good season, you know? And I, I just think that they have so many guys that it's just like, I'm just projecting leaps out of alone. Like, I think once again, the value of the draft pick was bad. I think uh, Travis Etienne is going to be very good. You know, I think, you know, guys like Devin Lloyd is going to get a lot better. I think even if this is, you know, we talked about it, even if Trayvon Walker is just marginally better, that's a plus. But they're also kind of built to withstand up kind of that flop because they have so many young players that I think are talented on this team. So I think they got a lot of things that they can do and a lot of ways to continue to improve this season. Yeah, uh, and like you said, when you talk about the quarterback, if Lawrence takes that next step, there's definitely things that you can get excited about. I guess the only thing I would maybe push back a little bit on, I had him number 10, so I had a couple teams ahead. The only thing I'd push back a little bit on is there are teams that I feel like I've, I've seen it a little bit more than with the Jaguars, who, you know, it's worth mentioning, they got very hot towards the end of the year. They were, did go 9-8 and eight last year. It's not like they were awesome last year, but again, they got hot. We've seen the flashes. And if they can get those flashes consistently, I agree. They're, they're a team that has a chance. Yeah. So they're definitely going to be in the conversation, I think. It just comes down to how they how they perform this offseason, how they continue to improve this roster. And then a lot of it is going to come down to the players, I think, on the team that are all young and really talented and we have expectations for. How do those guys improve? Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to number eight, which was number six on my board. Uh, I have the Baltimore Ravens here, Kyle. I think, you know, am I crazy in being high on the Baltimore Ravens a little bit? Now, again, this is a best-case scenario situation, right? Because, obviously, there's the concern of if Lamar Jackson walks, well, then they're screwed. Then they're not doing this. They have $24 million in cap space, so if they're going to pay Lamar, they're going to have to, you know, find some ways to move some money around. They do have a couple of cuttable uh, contracts that could be maybe save 15 to $20 million. That could get you close uh, there, um, the idea is basically if you can get Lamar Jackson 
or you know keep him or maybe even franchise tag him you have talent elsewhere you have a team that last year when Lamar was healthy was up there with I mean the one thing we just kept talking about the Ravens is why did I keep blowing these games they should win like that was their only real issue was why did I keep having these games that they should win and then they're not but the reality is this is a team that was consistently uh you know in it they were a team that looked the part certainly I get it the Ravens they can't seem to get this done but I guess the idea is if we can get you know I thought Lamar I thought Lamar was on his way to having his second best season as a pro last year until the injury again. And that's kind of why I'm a bit higher on them than maybe other people are. I think I agree too. And I think the last two years he had gotten, he has had stretches where he's looked as dominant as ever. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just been the health aspect. And yeah. So, I mean, I do think if, if Baltimore is back on this, you know, if Lamar is back on Baltimore, I agree. They're in the top 10, obviously, you know, we're, we should approach this as, Lamar Jackson is coming back because if he's not back, this team, yeah, yeah, they're in the 20s. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, this is still a really good team. This is still a really well-coached team, and I just think that's going to be fine. The one thing I want to see this offseason, I know they got to address the Lamar thing. Can they they put offensive skill position around him? That's the one thing I want to see. We've had enough of this Greg Roman offense. Can we put offensive skill position around him and really try to maximize not only his arm, his legs are always going to be good. He's going to be the best running quarterback in the league for the next five years as long as he's healthy. Maybe besides Justin Fields. Those two are the top two, right? He's going to be that good at that. Can we maximize his arm as well and maximize his passing game with this team? That's the only question I have because I think that's going to be what it takes to take the next leap. Yeah, uh, I, I think so as well. And, you know, the, the uh, receiving core has slowly gotten better. It was uh, PFF's seventh lowest graded receiving core last year, <laughs> which is a big improvement for what they've been used to. And Bateman was so good when he was healthy last year. Like, yeah. I think that was something that was kind of over, you know, overlooked last year because Lamar was dealing with his own injuries by the end of the year. That team was a lot different when Bateman was out there, you know, with his size and speed, he was dominant for them for stretches early in the season. And they looked, you know, I keep going, I look at that Dolphins game they had earlier in the year. I look at that Patriots game earlier in the year where, yeah, they lost the Dol- the Dolphins game, but the offense looked awesome those two weeks. And I just want to see that back. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, this the team, we talk about the Bengals at number two. They're kind of the clear cut number two. This team had the Bengals basically dead to rights in a playoff game and then just blew it. Yeah. I mean, they 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 had the opportunity. That's for sure. With a backup so, yeah, quarterback, I mean, yeah, with <laughs> Pro Bowler, but <laughs> right, yeah. uh, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that that is the question. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you on this one. This team was in the spot for me as well. Um, the only tough thing is you're dealing with, I think, one of the toughest divisions of football. As we're going to talk about these other two teams here shortly, I imagine, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with a difficult difficult conference too, where it's going to be three tough games for Baltimore potentially to win if they're not winning that division. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number nine. Where are you going? Um, I can't quit this guy. Yes. Let me just, you know what? Just give me the Packers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I think that this is a team that struggled a lot early in the season, struggled to really find its identity with this new look team. I thought they were playing pretty good football by the end of the season. Then Rogers was dealing with an injury, but I thought they were playing pretty good football to end the season, and their their free agents aren't extreme. Like Adrian Amos is their best free agent. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily a big deal to try and address. So I, I think Alan Lazard disrespect. 
Yeah, a little bit. That's fine. Um, uh-huh. You know, the, this team has a little bit of cap money to mess with, and I just and they have good draft capital too. I just, you know, I think this team's going to be better next season. Now that they kind of figured out how to operate in this post Devonte Smith wor- or Devonte Adams world, which once again, this is similar to the Ravens. If Aaron Rodgers is not on this team, go ahead and write them off now. Right. But under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is on this team. I'll take the Packers in this spot. I think Christian Watson's a guy I gave a first-round grade at wide receiver. I think that he's going to be very good next season. I think he came on strong by the end of the year, and I think this team's going to be a lot better. Yeah, I I had the Packers at number seven on my list. They were also next up on my board. I'm with you. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is we've seen this front office do some wonky stuff, and I do kind of feel like, though, at a certain point, uh, you know, uh, the the fan base is starting to turn. I think at a certain point they're going to say, you know what? Uh, let's not neglect the receiver position. I think an issue is there isn't really a great receiver out there. And I could see this being a, a scenario where they say, okay, don't worry. Uh, we got Alan Lazard back. Don't worry, guys. We're okay. You know, we paid him fifteen million a year. We're we're good. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, again, which I think Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it seems like that's one of his guys, Alan Lazard. For, every now and then he has a player who he's like, this guy is is the guy. Yeah, and Cobb is definitely that guy for him. So yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this team, I, I think it's going to be fine. And I don't know, like it's a team that even though it doesn't draft receivers historically outside of Christian Watson, they do draft pretty well. Yeah. And they got picks. So I, I just think that between the picks, the cap space, the personnel already on the team, like I think this is going to be, I think they're going to figure their stuff out from last season. And I just, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I think Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback. I still think Matt LaFleur is a really good coach, even if it didn't go that well last season. And I think it's going to be figured out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks who have shown that they can be elite, that is where I'm going with my number 10. Uh, I'm going to Cleveland Browns here, Kyle. And this is yeah. one of those, it all comes down to the quarterback. If Deshaun Watson it plays like we've seen him play in Houston, this is a team that should be a championship contender. Now, we didn't see it last year. Uh, I know you were more forgiving of his play than I was last year, but I think we both agree he was rough last year. He did not play well uh, in the 2022 season. Now, maybe with you know more playing time, he can return to form. Uh, they have you know some free agents, but nothing nothing massive, and they have a little bit of money to work with. They can re-sign anyone they want. Uh, you know, it's it's just a decision. This is a team with a lot of talent. The defense didn't play up to what you expect it to play, but again, defense can be fluky. Um, this is a team that has talent around Watson. And if Watson is a top three quarterback, like he has been in the past, uh, this is a team that could win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, the one thing they're going to have to have some questions, I think internally this off season about what, what's happened the last two years, obviously the, the quarterback situation last year was tough to deal with, but like, you know, Stefanski, what, two years ago, won coach of the year, he was kind of the darling in the NFL. This team was the darling out of the NFL. And then the last two years, it's feel like it's fallen a little short, right? So I, I just want to know what's happened and how they're changing going into this offseason. Because, yeah, I mean, this roster on paper is still incredibly talented. This, uh, you know, this, uh, we think Deshaun Watson's going to be a lot better, which he should be now that he has a full offseason, all that kind of stuff. So on paper, this should be a lot better. Why hasn't it been better? That's my question. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I think that that's fair. To me, I would say it's the quarterback play. That That's probably the main thing I would bring to. And again, and why is the quarterback play been that way? That's maybe another discussion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's all going to be, 
kind of question brought into question i think this season but at the same time i just think it's a team that it's a it's an or it's a it's a roster that i think is too talented to fail at times but yeah maybe maybe watson isn't as good next season as we're expecting sure there's a chance that the browns suck next year too yeah um which i mean could you imagine that contract fully guaranteed if he's you know not good anymore <laughs> yeah uh broncos fans can uh yeah, yeah, they, they they would fit right at home there, right? Yeah, those those two teams. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Number eleven, Kyle. Where are you going? Um, another can't one. Can't pick I kinda, the Cowboys again. Can't pick them again. You know, no. I kind of teased this team last week. Let's just go ahead and bring it full circle with this again. I'll go ahead and pick the Steelers here. Like, okay, know. I think this roster. This is another roster. I think is pretty good. Like, I mm-hmm. think that you know they got some things to address on defense, but at the same time. Like, I think Kenny Pickett's going to get better next season. I like their skill, guys. I think we're going to see a leap out of George Pickens. They have the 12th most draft capital in the NFL heading into next season. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a team that is going to be pretty good heading into next season, and I'm not too worried about their future. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is going to be a pretty dangerous team. This is a team that I had at number 12 on my board. A couple teams I had ahead of it. So, you know, it feels like I'm a bit surprised, but I'm not stunned that they go here. One thing worth noting is we now have the entire AFC North gone in the first 11 picks pretty crazy to see how uh how you know much of a dogfight that uh division could be a big again the quarterback always comes out of the quarterback Kenny Pickett if he can take the next step and continue to progress that's a way that they could be a Super Bowl contender uh we you know we know what Mike Tomlin can do and they're a team that want to have no cast base again Cameron Sutton and Larry Ogunjobi they're only uh notable only key free agents really so this is a team that they can you know they have room to improve and part of the improvement is just the young guys playing and getting a full season out of tj watt Uh, i like this take yeah yeah i think this team's gonna be in the conversation the only thing you can knock him is that if a kenny pickett hits a sophomore slump or really just kind of stagnates a little bit which is possible i guess given his age but at the same time I think we saw enough flashes out of him that he's going to be pretty good. And then the second thing is just that this division, as we just mentioned, because we have four in the top 11, yeah. is a is a gauntlet. And how does this team that's still pretty young um, for what we usually expect out of a Steelers team, uh, how does this young team handle that kind of uh, adversity? I have to say, I'm kind of ready for the Steelers to be back. We put them in the playoffs again. Uh, I, I missed them. Well, they were in the playoffs Two years ago. I guess, but but were they? <laughs> it was a sad Ben Roethlisberger game, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, no, but you know what I mean. Put them, I, I, well, what? Because the past three years, if I remember correctly, last year they just missed the playoffs. The uh, year before they made it and got crushed by the Chiefs, and then the year before they made it and got crushed by the Browns. I want to, I want the you know the old Steelers back. Yeah, uh, I could see it coming back this season. I really could. I'm pretty high on this team so far. Obviously, there's a long off season ahead of us, but I do like what they have. Uh, speaking of liking what they have, uh, people in the, the uh, comments can stop bugging us about the Dolphins. I have there were nine on my list. They go here at twelve, though. Uh, you know, again, I feel like it's, I, I don't want to give the casual thing of just talking every team about the quarterback, but that is the most important thing. And you have to be a little concerned about Tua's health, given what happened last year. And that's a big. I think that's. I think if Tua was healthy all of last year, we would be feeling a lot better about them. Uh, I still like this team, though. I mean, again, the Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Tua stuff, when it was working with Mike McDaniel, 
it was legitimately rivaling the best offenses in football. They were a championship contender before all these injuries. Now, again, uh, you know, are you going to re-sign Mike Gusecki? You have a little bit of cap issues to worry about, but nothing major. I think this is a team that I, uh, you know, I feel like we probably are sleeping a little bit with them being at 12 on this list. A little bit, but yeah, I mean, I do think this, uh, you know, this quarterback thing is going to come into question. How healthy is Tua? And then, like, I don't know, like, I imagine they're going to decline his fifth-year option, right, this offseason? And how does that play in his psyche heading into the season, given his injury history, too? You know, I think there is some questions with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still think, you know, this team's talented. This team's really talented on offense. I expect a bounce-back season. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be mostly fine. There's just some questions I have about them. But overall, this is the second best team in the AFC East. This team should be in a wild card spot. The question is, can Tua stay healthy? Can Teron Armstead stay healthy? Because that's a really important thing. I thought for them last year, too, along with Tua. And just, you know, can that all kind of click heading into the season? Yeah. And one thing, too, is one of the best additions of this uh, of the offseason, uh, Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. I, I assume that should help them a ton. I assume it should help them a ton. They have a couple guys they need to address. Like I, I thought Melvin Ingram was good for them last season. Mm-hmm. And that's someone they're going to have to bring back. Um, you know, that Byron Jones contract and that whole story is just kind of a, you know, a bit of a problem for their cap space. Cause they can't really cut them there. You know, there's still a lot of dead money there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, but I think theoretically, you know, we say coverage year to year can be a little wonky. This team talent wise has a ton of talent in coverage. And they have one of the best defensive coordinators in football now. So, yeah, that should help a ton. Yeah, definitely. Number 13, Kyle, where are you going? All right, let's continue. Um, Another team I teased last season or last week. Let's keep it moving. Detroit Lions, um, cap space, draft capital, talented offense. They kept their coordinator, which I thought was a huge thing for their offense as well. Uh, I'm buying into the Lions as a playoff team next season. I do not buy into them as potentially, what do they have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13th highest Super Bowl odds. That seems like a bit of a stretch, but this we is have my 13 really... though. We're, that yeah. seems about right. Wow. That's crazy. Actually. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird to say on paper, I guess Detroit Lions, 13 best odds to win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is a, uh, you know, this is a team that showed some stuff last season. They got a couple free agents to address, but nothing major. And I think they're going to be pretty good again next season. Yes, I, I do. I think that's uh, one of my favorite moments ever for you to complain about the odds having them at 13 when we also have them at 13. Yeah, I mean, some of these are crazy. I mean, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ahead of them, too, which, you know, that's okay, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's yeah. wild. Uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, again, 22 million in cap space. The only notable free agent that they have on the uh, the top 200 uh, PFF uh, free agents are D- is DJ Chark. Uh, who I, I liked in that offense last year. I thought that he did a good job kind of being the one guy who could win on the outside relatively consistently. I'd want to bring him back if I was Detroit. You know, once he kind of came back from the injury down the stretch, I thought he played well. Uh, but, you know, they have money. The The question that, you know, you brought it up last week, we don't have to rehash all of it, but just the Jared Goff question, can you win a Super Bowl paying Jared Goff over $30 million a year? You can get to a Super Bowl uh, on a, with him on a rookie deal. We We know that. But uh, can you win a Super Bowl that way? That is the question. But, you know, this team is loaded with talent around them. And you still have young players who, like, does Aiden Hutchinson take the next step and become a defensive player of the year candidate? That That's possible. That's on the, you know, that that's a possibility. Does Jamison Williams come in and look like a, an elite outside receiver? That is possible. Because uh, he didn't do much last year. He was injured and, you know, 
obviously we didn't expect much from him last year, but uh, could he, you know, now that he has a full training camp and everything return to form, there's so much potential with this team, but they're, you know, the question is always going to be the, you know, the quarterback situation. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a question. I mean, he's not terribly expensive. I think like, in terms of you know modern quarterback money, I mean he is a little pricey, but I do think they can restructure that to open up a little bit more cap space if you want to do that. That's the question, and I, I don't know. This team's still pretty solid around him, and I, I don't I think it's a pretty quarterback friendly scheme, pretty quarterback friendly offensive line, quarterback friendly skill position, and yeah, I think the the one thing I'm worried about the Lions this season is like do they do they take their little bit of success they have and take it a little too far. Like I like the idea of them bringing back DJ Chark and I like the idea of them bringing back Jamal Williams, but do they overpay these guys for what they did last season? That's, that would be my worry. It, yeah, it, it, it's totally fair. Last year was fun. You know, this does happen sometimes where you have this team that like, I remember as, as a Tampa Bay fan, we did this a couple times where we were like a win away from making the playoffs the year before. And then it's like, okay, here we go next year. Now's our year. And then we just implode. Like it, it, it doesn't always work the way you expect it to. Yeah, so that that is a question I think for the Lions, and uh, you know, does does Goff regress? I think is a question. You know, that was a kind of an outlier season bit from Jared Goff. So I think that there is some questions there, but at the same time, I really like what they're doing. It seems like this coaching staff is really good too, and they got you know the draft their third highest draft capital in the NFL, along with some cap space and some talented players already on the team. I really like what they're doing. Yeah, and I do as well. I had them at uh, number 12 on my board. Number 14 uh, on this list, number 13 on the board. I'm going to the Jets here. Jets have no cap space and no real quarterback. Uh, so, you know, other than that, they're fine. Um, the the quarterback thing, it really is the issue of who is going to be the quarterback. Do you go with a Garoppolo? Do you go with a, uh, you know, a, uh, you try a Derek Carr? They've apparently been very interested in Derek Carr. Um, they do have a couple of alignment free agents, nothing major, but, you know, George Fant, Connor McGovern, Sheldon Rankins, uh, those are uh, guys that I'm interested in uh, and what they do. But again, team with a lot of really good, young, talented players. Uh, they had three first round picks last year. So they have the, you know, the ability to kind of improve and if they can get kind of just a solid quarterback. Is this a team that could get into the playoffs as maybe like a four seed, but then go on a run? Uh yeah, I think the I think the potential the unknown potential is what's most tantalizing about the Jets, right? Like what if they land one of these guys? What if they land a Aaron Rodgers? What if they land a Derek Carr? What if they land I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, would be an upgrade, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if they land one of those guys, if they keep all their good players, that defense was very good last season, does that all of a sudden all work out? It still feels like a little bit of projection, and obviously because they don't have the quarterback, it's a big question for me. But yeah, I mean, the 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 potential unknown is what's most tantalizing for the Jets, and I get that. Yeah, I guess you could also argue, like, will Sauce Gardner be just as good next year? Is, is he legitimately just like a Hall of Fame player, or did, you know, he, you know, we talk about coverage being fluky. There always is that concern as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, uh, you know, I, I think he's really good. He was really hot on my board, obviously, but at the same time, it's not a, you know, it's not always perfect, you know. It's not, you know, not, nobody's ever this good this often this quickly. So it could, you know, could there be a little bit of a slip up is a possibility. Yeah. All right, Kyle, number 15. All right, keeping it rolling here. I am going to go with, um, I will take the Seattle Seahawks here. Um, okay. 
you know, they have to address the Gino thing, which it seems like they want to bring Gino back, which makes sense. But this is a team that has a cap space and B the, the second highest draft capital in the NFL this season. And I think they had some really good young players perform last year. So yeah, I think that this team's building towards something and I think they got pretty good pieces around them. Um, you know, obviously we're getting to the point where we don't really view these teams as Super Bowl contenders, but at the same time, if this is a playoff team again next season, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. I think it's a talented team that's on its way up. Yeah, I I, I, get, I get it. Uh, I think my concern a little bit is what I have cap space. They're going to use all of it if they're keeping Gino, right? Uh, and they're probably going to get into the negatives uh, by keeping Gino. And so that's the that's the issue is if you if you lose Gino, you're screwed. I think, but if you keep him. I don't know if they have the talent around, and you're right. They have uh, the they have the draft capital, but it feels like they're really going to have to nail somebody's draft picks. But again, uh, number fifteen, it's it. This feels about right. I had them at twenty, but I don't hate them at fifteen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just think you know, sure they're going to pay Geno Smith, but you know, if Geno Smith's good again, that's a good thing. You know, yeah. It's a uh, you know, and I think he can be good. I don't. It didn't feel. Watching him play, it didn't feel fluky, right? It wasn't like right. a Carson Wentz kind of season. It felt pretty real. Now, could there be a regression? Possibly, but he felt like a real thing, and I think that's something that they can take into next season. And that division's bad outside of San Francisco, so you know he he could get some wins on the schedule from that too. Yeah, uh, although rarely does it feel like uh, oh that quarterback had a good season, but it was fluky. You know, like Carson Wentz, we thought was good when he played. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it, I, I would bet on Geno Smith working out as well. It feels more like Ryan Tannehill than like a flash in the pit, than a Keith Case Keenum. Yeah, and you know what? What if Jamal Adams is awesome next season? Coming sure. Back? Yeah. You know, this is the defense that I thought at times played okay, and then at times played very bad. Right. You know, and so what if they what if they get some sort of old Jamal Adams thing and you know add him to that secondary, which is young and talented. All of a sudden, that might be a little bit of something to build with, too. Yeah. I'm going to go with a division rival for number 16, Kyle. They were number 14 on my board. Give me a team that I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about with them. The Los Angeles Rams, who are a team that are two years removed from winning a Super Bowl and don't have that many different personnel uh, guys here. Now, they have a few things, but, you know, the biggest issue they had last year was injuries. That wasn't the only issue they had last year. They had plenty of other issues. But the biggest one was uh, injuries. We talked about how the depth was a big issue. You know, the Rams have never been a great depth team. felt like the Super Bowl win was the one year that their depth kind of came through. Uh, and then also, they had Stafford. Uh, that was the other thing. The one year they've had him because he was hurt last year. If Stafford comes back and is Matt Stafford, if Cooper Cup comes back and is Cooper Cup, if Aaron Donald comes back and is Aaron Donald, and if they don't trade uh, Jalen Ramsey, this is still a team that has the you know the the best top three non-quarterback players in football by a good margin if with Ramsey, Donald, and Cop. Yeah, and Stafford's still a pretty darn good quarterback too. Right. You know who we who we trust in the playoffs. Yeah, he's not elite, but he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the one thing is, you know, I think that depth's going to take a little bit more of a hit this season too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's not a ton of cap flexibility there, and like I think Ashawn Robinson's good. And I think he's going to get paid. Yeah, you know, I think they could lose Ashawn Robinson. I think they could lose uh, Troy Hill, who I think is another decent player. They already cut Bobby Wagner, who I thought was pretty good for them last year too. So, 
I think that there's questions about, you know, how do they fill out this roster? And I still think they have the very same issues that they had at the beginning of the year last year, where I think this offensive line's bad. And I think this, uh, you know, receiving core outside of Cooper Cup is bad. How do they address that when they don't have a ton of cap flexibility? They are 26th in draft capital. How does that get fixed? It'll be tough. It'll be a little tough. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm not, you know, they're 16th, though. Uh, they're yeah. in top half. Yeah, they are in the top half. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah. it's just a, uh, you know, if everyone's healthy, but at the same time, these guys are getting older. It's not that easy to necessarily stay healthy as you get older. And then not to mention, it's, you know, this is a team, like you said, that isn't really built to, you know, be a deep roster. And it takes one or two injuries away from them potentially to split back down. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Scott B in the chat says, so did the Lions win the Stafford trade? Uh, no, clearly not. The yeah. the Rams, uh, total Lions win a Super Bowl out of it. The Rams, Rams, uh, the Rams, their issues don't seem that bad because they just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're perfectly fine with it. Right. Number 17, Kyle, bottom half of the list of the teams. Where are you going? Um, I'll take the Patriots at this point. All right, Why not? let's go. Get, get get my guys in here. Um, yeah, I mean, this team has draft capital. They are 10th in draft capital. They have decent amount of cap space. Uh, and I just think things are going to be better than last season, where it seemed like from June up through the end of the season, everything in the Patriots was a disaster. And it just seems like that everything was immediately addressed this offseason when it comes to offensive play calling, when it comes to structure of this coaching staff. That was immediately addressed and fixed. They went and, you know, made sure Gerard Mayo did not go anywhere. And it seems like he's going to be the future coach of this team whenever Bill Belichick wants to retire. They went and got Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator, which, you know, he was awesome when he was the offensive coordinator uh, for the Patriots. He was a good coach for the Texans. He was bad at everything else. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to work. And I think that stuff's going to work. And I think this team's going to be a lot better in the future and going into this next season. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually had the Patriots right at 17 on my list. Interestingly enough, a couple teams still on the board that, uh, I had ahead of them, but there are teams that I could see doing it. I mean, you're right. Like you said, uh, just having an actual offensive coordinator out there should help with things that should make things better. Uh, you know, it shouldn't make things easier on Mac Jones. There is a way that you can talk yourself into this. Again, they're one of those teams that we've seen have, if Mac Jones can be rookie Mac Jones and you're not paying him too much, there's things to like about him. There's some free agents they have to sign. Jacoby Myers, Jonathan Jones, Isaiah Wynn, Devin McCourtney. Do they sign any of those guys? I don't know. But do they need to sign any of those guys? I don't know either because they're the Patriots and they do things differently. Yeah, Jones is obviously the one that would be like, it feels like it's important. I'm just never betting on this team to not find cornerbacks. Like they just, you know sprout on trees in new england i guess um mccordy's another one where i mean he's not going to play anywhere else if he comes back he's coming back to new england um so just it's him deciding if he wants to come back but at the same time there's another team with with adrian phillips with kyle duggar they're pretty good at safety too so Mm -hmm. uh you know they have some flexibility in that secondary that i'm not too worried about it no matter who comes back i would like myers back and then it just comes down to can they get a number one receiver next to Myers? Because I think he's an I think he's a good number two. He's played too long as a number one. They need to address that. Yeah, uh, I think I agree with all that, Kyle. I mean, you you had the Patriots as a dark horse team, but now you're putting them at number seventeen on the list. What's going on? Well, I had a couple teams lower. I had the Jets lower. I had the Rams lower. So I had them in that top half. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a playoff team next season. So that's where I kind of had them. 
Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what does happen. Number fifteen on my list. Number eighteen on our list. I have the Chargers here, which a little surprised you know, to have what uh, negative twenty million in cap space. I'm a little surprised to see the Chargers uh, this low on the list. I kind of get it, but you know they have Justin Herbert. They have they should have Mike Williams and Keenan uh, Allen healthy this year, which would be a big uh, difference. They now have an actual, you know, Colin Moore at offensive coordinator. That should help out a lot, I would assume. Uh, this is a team that I feel like could do something. And if they can maybe even get like a third option this offseason, there's there's reason that you can talk yourself into this. I'm sure Chargers fans won't be thrilled with their placement here. Yeah, I think if you're betting on the Chargers, you're betting on Herbert. I mean, it comes mm-hmm. down to that. You know, it's a... It's a, you know, we're going to do our quarterback rankings later in the offseason. I don't think I'm going to break any news to say he's going to go pretty high in that list. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what you're banking on. Um, I, I don't know if this team can stay healthy. That's the thing. And then, you know, I just look at the, you know, I look at their group of guys and I think JC Jackson should be better next season. You know, that Khalil Mack obviously worked out. So, yeah, I mean, this is probably a little low for the Chargers, but. We had expectations for them last year and they kind of flopped. Can they can they exceed those expectations next season? Right. Uh it, it, to me, I, I, they can, but you know, the re- part of the reason why they are so low is like like you said, you know, we've we've seen too many issues with them uh just pop up so far. Yeah. And I don't know. It, we're also gonna do our coaching rankings late uh, later in the offseason. I have questions about this coaching staff. I just do. And, sure. you know, they, they made the decision to fire the offensive coordinator, which I think was a good one, but they didn't want to make wholesale changes to the coaching staff. This is this should be a group that's desperate coaching-wise, but is it good enough, I think, is also a question. Is this a good enough coaching staff and personnel department around their talented team? Should be interesting. Well, let's move on. Uh, number 19, Kyle. Where are you going? Um. Let me see here. Let me make sure I have this right. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the Giants. Why not? I'll take okay. You know, T. This I think this is the lowest ranked playoff team heading into next season on our list here. Um, actually, no, it's not. Just kidding. We have another one still coming. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But the Giants, you know, they have cap money. Uh, I I hope they don't pay Daniel Jones forty five million dollars. But you know, they have cap money. They have pretty good, you know, fair draft capital and. This was already a pretty young team that did some good things. I'm interested to see how they kind of address the team the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually have two uh, playoff teams still on the board. One who I think will be there for a while. Uh, okay. Kyle, um, the Giants, I am selling all the stock I have on the New York Giants. I had them at number 28 on my list. Wow. Uh, I am the resident Giants hater here, I suppose. Uh, so listen, oh, $47 million. Uh, that might even be able to get you one Daniel Jones. Uh, this is this is a concern for me. I feel like they're going to pay Daniel Jones forty million a year. They're going to pay Saquon Barkley double digit millions of dollars a year, and it's going to blow up in their face. I just see that coming, and I'm concerned about it. It feels like more often this team ends up imploding instead of getting better. That's fair. Yeah, this, that is this franchise's mo. Like, I have thoughts of what they think they should do. Like. I think they should just let say say Saquon, thank you for your service. Good luck wherever you go next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they might overpay for him, knowing that he's their guy. You know, I don't think an exclusive tag would be the worst decision in the world for Daniel Jones either. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and try and get him for a little bit cheaper for one year and say, okay, go do that again, see what happens. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a team that you know they <laughs> it could blow up in their face if they go crazy this offseason, but obviously we don't know that yet. If if they make sound decisions, I still think this should be a decent team. Like, I don't think the bottom's gonna fall out. I think it's well coached too. So I'll buy a little bit of the stock, even though I don't know if they're gonna be as good as last season at times. Sure. And again, part of it too, just to defend my take a little bit, I think I don't think it's crazy that the Giants could be solid next year. That's not what I'm saying. I just think their chances of it's kind of one of those things where it's like some of these teams that are that were bad last year, I almost feel like have more room to get, grow just because they're not going to be in this weird, do we pay our running back 10 million? Do we pay our, let's be honest, mediocre quarterback 40 million? Right. Yeah. And I think that's fair. And I think that the Giants, if the Giants are level-headed about this, I think things will be fine next season. If they go crazy, if they go crazy in off-season free agency, re-signing these guys, then yeah, I'm concerned because I don't like paying a running back 10 million unless it's like Christian McCaffrey. And mm-hmm. Saquon was good last season, but he has the injury history. And I don't think he's Christian McCaffrey either. You know, Daniel Jones, I thought, played well last season. I don't know if Jan- that makes Daniel Jones a $40 million quarterback. Right. Um, yeah. I love the coaching staff, though. So that could yes. be maybe the X factor. Uh, again, could spend a whole podcast on them. But let's move on. Number 20 on my list. This is an interesting team. And I, you, know, you could argue they should be a significantly lower uh, I'm going to go with the Titans here at number 20. This is a team that it seems like they're going to keep Ryan Tannehill. And I do think they make the playoffs last year if Ryan Tannehill stays healthy. I think that they do, which is, again, kind of an interesting thought experiment of, you know, does that mean the Jaguars don't make the playoffs then? I guess so, which means we don't view the Jaguars as highly as we do. Uh, but, you know, they do not make the playoffs. They do have a, f- a couple of free agents like Nate Davis, David Long, and uh, Austin Hooper are all free agents that, uh, you know, you'll look towards and, and would be losses if they walk away. But this is still a team that we were, I kind of feel like the Titans are just like maybe just a better version of the giants in a sense of like, yeah, their quarterback's not the best, but he's better than Daniel Jones. I think that would, you know, I've always been more of a Tannehill guy than I think the average person, but uh, you know, I, I think he's better. I'm uh, more of a tier two quarterback, uh, you know, they have really good coaching staff and they do, tend to, you know, to have a new GM, which I'm interested in seeing how that works. There are some issues on this team. I don't love this team, but I don't know. It, it just, couldn't you see a scenario where all of a sudden they win like 12 games next year because uh, they just coached their way into it? Yeah, I think it's a good coaching staff that could do that. And it's pretty good. And continu- they have Derrick Henry. Yeah, and pretty good continuity. The one thing like, like we we eventually think this Derrick Henry thing is going to end, right? Like, right. And is that I'm happening? I'm not betting soon? on the Titans to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying right. I could see a scenario. We're pick 20. I could see a scenario is where we're at now. Right. No, I agree. So I think that, it, you know, there there could be a scenario where this Derrick Henry thing finally falters a little bit. And, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I thought we saw some decent things out of Traylon Burks and a little bit of time he played. He wasn't yeah. healthy last season. Um, but I think this offense would be pretty bad if Derrick Henry's not healthy. Oh, and, terrible. They need yeah. to, this is all intention on we get an elite season out of Derrick Henry. Right. So, yeah, I think that's that's a huge question mark in my book because he has been doing it so long. The miles are starting to catch up to him, I think. And yeah, I think that's a big question I think for the Titans heading into the season and I don't know the 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 changes in personnel and front office stuff, it was a little weird. And a lot of it was kind of weird timing. And I don't know if it just threw a little bit of a stink on this team that I can't quite quite 100% sell 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit of a question heading into this offseason. We have uh, in the chat saying I would 100% take Kyle over Tannehill, even with Kyle's stress factor. So there you go, Kyle. That's a mistake. Um, <laughs> I don't think Tannehill's bad. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, Kyle, number 21, where are you going? All right. Um, where are we? Who's left? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> so looking at it, this is, once again, this is a, we're betting on something happening. This is basically betting on a, one particular scenario. What if Russell Wilson has a little bit of a bounce back season? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's something that I don't, I, the last few games, I mean, it was basically over at that point and they fired their coach, but like, I didn't think he was as atrocious as he'd been earlier in the season in the last few games. And what if they figured some of that stuff out and then all of a sudden, like the Broncos are pretty good next season. They still have a really talented defense. Um, and if that offense is just respectable, they lost a lot of one score games. And, you know, I think generally when you talk about one score games, it's a little fluky. And if it's a, uh, you know, maybe this kind of bounces back a little bit their way a little bit, they get some luck and they, you know, with, you know, ace third wide receiver Tim Patrick in the fold. Right. Maybe the offense gets a little bit better, and all of a sudden this is a better team. Yeah, this is th- this is a good one. I had them actually at number twenty one on my list as well. I only have one team higher than them on still left on my board. Uh, I, you know, it, you're right. This is the can Sean Payton save Russell Wilson, which is a crazy sentence to say. Uh, who would have thought two years ago we'd be saying that? Uh, but. Sure, why not, right? Who better to save Russell Wilson than Sean Payton? And if it does work out, the rest of the league better look out because of how good this Broncos defense was last year. If the defense can stay where it's at, which defense is fluky, who knows? But if the defense stays elite, if Russell Wilson plays like Russell Wilson and now he's in a Sean Payton offense, why couldn't the Broncos win the Super Bowl? Because that's what we're discussing here. I could see it. Yeah, Yeah, and there's not a ton of, like, they don't have any, like, Big name free agents, I guess. Like, do they want to bring Kareem Jackson back? Well, um, apparently Draymond Jones is going to get like fifteen million a year. Huh. I don't know about that one, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, That's what I've seen on several sites like suggesting like, yeah, fifteen million a year. Uh, I don't. He's he had a good year like uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, I I don't know if I agree with that one, but okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'd be okay with letting him walk, but at the same time, like, I don't know, Javante Williams is going to be back healthy. I think that's going to help this offense too. You know, mm-hmm. I think that the question is, can they find a number one receiver? But at the same time, like, I still think they have like Judy. Yeah, Judy was I, good last year. Judy was good. I think Tim Patrick being healthy helps. I think Cortland Sutton's still pretty good. Like, the, it's not the worst situation to be in with this team. It's not great, but it's not the worst receiving core I've ever seen. So, yeah, I mean, it's another one of those things where I just feel like if this offense can get to respectable, it's in a position to compete because this defense is so good. And I mean, you look at, you know, Justin Simmons and Sertan are two stars and two young stars, talented stars. And so, yeah, I mean, that's something to build on going forward. Yeah, it just it's it's a scenario you could see working out uh, here at 21, 22, a team that one of the two remaining uh, pl- former playoff teams. I am now selecting the Minnesota Vikings, who mm-hmm. are. 24 million over the salary cap at this point and uh, have some free agents to sign as well. Not, not massively, but they have some guys that they're probably going to have to let walk. Um, you know, this offense is really good last year and we caught, we ta- called it the fraud bowl all year, but I did think that this sort of three headed monster of Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson 
and uh, TJ Hawkinson worked for what it was trying to do. Uh, the defense could not get anything going. Maybe, you know, the, the uh, you know, just the, the coaching changes could help with that or just, you know, schematic changes in general, I should say, could help with that as it didn't seem like the personnel was terrible last year, although it should get a little bit worse. But you have some young guys who could potentially step up. For 21, I think this isn't a bottom 10 team in, you know, in terms of Super Bowl odds. They did win a ton of games last season. Uh, while it was a bit fluky, could they potentially retool a bit? Now, again, the Kirk Cousins thing, it's hard to win a Super Bowl paying that guy that much money. It just is. But I don't know. The offense was was very good last year. Offense wins championships. And as fluky as defense is, if they can just patch that together, there's a there's a route here. Yeah. This is probably a little harsh, right? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, with TJ Hawkinson or with Cousins, Jefferson, and Hawkinson, there feels like a floor to me at least. But I don't know. I think it's just the flukiness we saw of last season of how lucky they got. You think this got to catch up with them a little bit. And, like, I didn't love their defense last year. That's not a hot take. But I also didn't love their defense in Dalvin Tomlinson, who I thought was pretty good as a free agent. Patrick Peterson, who I thought was pretty good for, you know, what they were paying him to, especially, was pretty good last season. And they got to address those guys and also try and retool this defense, which wasn't very good, despite those guys having pretty good seasons. So how does that all kind of work out for this Vikings defense? I do have questions about that. Yeah, and I did have them as 18 on my board. They just It's just kind of one of those things where it fell a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's kind of obvious things to like, obvious things to not like. And again, it's you can win a Super Bowl... Uh, without having a great defense, but it's hard to win a Super Bowl with a bad defense. Yeah, right. And it's especially hard when you don't have an elite quarterback. And while we both like Kirk, he's not elite, and that's a problem. Right. Yeah, I agree. Number 23, where are you going? Um, Let's go with, you know what? We don't have an NFC South team on the board yet. All right. Someone's got to win the division. We talked about it last week. I guess I'll go ahead and take the Falcons first off the board. Mm -hmm. You know what? Um, I think they're, you know, they could address something, you know, the question is going to be Desmond Ritter of it all. Can Desmond Ritter play better? But I mean, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be better. I think Kyle Pitts is a good prospect. I think Drake London showed something too. I think this is going to be a pretty good offense next season with those two, Tyler Algier, Cordell Patterson. Those are all pretty good players. And, you know, I just think that that kind of works. And if they can figure out the quarterback of it all, I think it's going to go a long way. They got talented players there. They got two good corners, um, which, you know, they played well to start the season. They didn't end the season terrifically well, but I think those are good players. So I just think that there's enough good players in key positions to say, I'm going to bet on Atlanta to be okay. Yeah, uh, we have uh, in the chat, and they'll get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely help uh, with that. Uh, you know, Caleb McGarry is kind of their most notable free agent, but they can franchise tag him. They should be okay there, and have $67 million to do it. They could get a quarterback. I don't think they're going to stick with Desmond Ritter if they want to be competitive. I, maybe they do it, and they just say, let's kind of sort of maybe punt a little bit on this season. Maybe they trade up and draft a guy. Like, they're, they're in position where they could consider doing that. The quarterback situation is the obvious question mark, but you're right. Uh, in terms of these kind of bad teams that are also quarterback lists, they feel like they're the, they'd have the best ability to build around a quarterback if they could get one quickly. Yeah, trade for Justin Fields? No, <laughs> sure, um, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense. So yeah, I just think you know the toughest thing is the quarterback, and that is the hardest position usually to address in this game. They have to address it, but 
I don't know. I still think that there's some pretty talented players here and they're building a little bit towards something. It's just, can they address that position? It's the hardest thing. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's probably going to be it for a lot of th- that narrative is kind of going to be it for a lot of these teams, right? Like I don't know how much time I'm to spend on the Falcons. I uh, can go on to like, I have the balls uh, at number 20, number 23 on my list, number 24 total. Like, and they're kind of the same thing, right? A team where it's like, you know, what can they do at the quarterback position? If this is the Sam Howell year, then probably not going to do great. But you know, I don't know if Sam Howell plays well, could this team potentially get something going? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that's a situation that could be, uh, you know, if he's good, if he's at least decent, I think that's something that definitely helps him. So, yeah, I think it could be something that is, uh, you know, it could help this team. I think it's a uh, still a pretty talented team. I mean, they they kind of, I don't know, did they feel like they felt a little, was last year considered a disappointment for Washington? I don't know, because to me, they I felt like all sort of the second half of the year, they were going to make the playoffs. It, to me, that felt like that was going to happen. And then just that stupid Giants game where the Giants just did what the Giants did all year, which is just win a game they had no business winning, uh, which, you know, there's a skill to that. But uh, yeah, it this team did feel like they were a playoff caliber team last year. Yeah. And I think the thing is, too, is like, you know, we've talked about we like to build through the outside. Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, uh, glimpses we saw, is a pretty nice combo, along with Curtis Samuel, too. So that's a pretty nice duo. I think we like the running back, too, uh, and I think he's going to be pretty good. So, you know, if they can figure out this quarterback spot, like you said, this is the narrative for a lot of these teams. This is the team that all of a sudden could leap maybe to the top of the NFC East. Is that a hot take? You hate the Eagles. I mean, you think the Eagles are just going to win like six games next year. Yeah, maybe. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win the six game, but I mean, I, I do think there are some questions. Okay. Well, what's your wh- right now win projection for the Eagles? 10 to 11. Okay. So you're not expecting much from them. I mean, I don't know. I still think that's a pretty good season. Pretty, yeah, they just they just lost one game with their starting quarterback in, in the regular season and were uh, a potential holding call away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but at the same time, like that—that that was last season. They, you know, sure. You're right. That's fair. I, I don't know what's going to happen throughout the rest of this. What if Jason Kelsey retires? I think that's monumentally big. You know, I do think that there's questions about that. So I don't think it's a 100% surefire thing year to year. You know, would we have bet the Rams to win how many games they won last season? Sure. At this we, point last year, so I don't think enough. it's a surefire mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Uh, Kyle, number twenty-five. All right. Um. Let's you know the one team down at this spot that I don't think has quarterback options. I don't think they do. Quarterback question, sorry, is um the Arizona Cardinals. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> I mean, look, there's still a lot wrong with this team, this franchise, and what they've done the last few years. But at the same time, like I still think Kyler Murray is good. Is he perfect? No. Is he the perfect prospect? No, not at all. But I still think Kyler Murray is a pretty good quarterback. And if they have him and a healthy DeAndre Hopkins next season, if they keep Hopkins, like I still think that's going to be a pretty, you know, potent duo. So I'll just take the Cardinals here in this spot and say, why not? Let's see what happens. Yeah. I love Kyler. I love uh, Hopkins. My issue is the other 50 players on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And I'm like, has any team drafted as bad as they have the last few seasons? Just, I'm try, trying to think. Uh, who did it have? I don't know. Like, I just feel like I look at their last few, like, drafts and, like, oh, that's a bust. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, I think Isaiah Simmons is 
better last season. I don't think Simmons is uh, great by any stretch. And the uh, who's the linebacker? The guy I like too, Zayvon Collins, hasn't really worked out either. And I, I don't know. I just feel like I go through their list and it's like, okay, that that's a that's a regrettable draft pick. That's a regrettable draft pick. I don't know. They just want to trade draft pick. It's like they got it for Hollywood Brown. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's uh hasn't quite worked out the draft picks the last few years. Yeah, uh, yeah, for past couple years, and it, it's hard if you can't draft well and not have a you know new coach. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it works. I'm a little bit lower in the Cardinals. I had them at 29 on my list. I think that they could, uh, for the future, I'm not terrified by what's going on because you have the quarterback. You you could be okay to sort of tank for a year, you know, you get another, you have another draft pick. Hopefully you hit on this one and kind of start to improve that way. Uh, but I think that they might need a year. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we are at 25, so we're not betting on any <laughs> right. of these teams to win the Super Bowl, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I just think if if I look at some of these teams, what if, you know, the teams around him, around them, what if they don't address quarterback? Like, I could see right. them being better. You know, I think if it's a bad quarterback in, uh, you know, just Chicago compared to Arizona, I think Kyler Murray is going to add a couple wins that a lot of these teams can't because they don't have that position filled. Sure. I agree. Number 26, I have the Panthers and I'm transitioning now because kind of my argument for why I would put, I had the Panthers ahead of the Cardinals is that I think the Panthers do have some talent and it's like, they have so much room to improve on the quarterback situation, right? Whereas the Cardinals kind of the issue is we're expecting to be bad with great quarterback play. Uh, so it's hard. How much do you get better? The Panthers were expecting to be okay with bad quarterback play. So if they can get a Derek Carr or, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Matt Corral comes out and has a great season, something like that, then that's a way that they could go from, you know, terror from not very good last year, I guess from solid last year to, uh, but you know, again, talk about, could they win a Super Bowl? That would be the way that they could do it. Yeah. If you had to choose, Three, you know, if I gave you three three doors here to for the Panthers' future, would you prefer door one, Derek Carr, door two, standing pat and waiting for a Anthony Richardson, Will Levis to potentially fall to them, or door three, trading up and getting their number one quarterback and overpaying probably for the number one pick? I think I'd probably choose number three. You take that over Carr? I think, I think well, because... Because car, you have to pay, you know, like that's just the issue is, is again, like I said, the Derek car contracts rarely result in Super Bowl wins. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I think everybody makes quarterback decisions based on their previous quarterback relationships. Uh-huh. That's just kind of how it works. Like the Colts are definitely trading up for a quarterback this year because of right. how many times they've gone for veteran quarterbacks and it hasn't worked out. They're 1000% right. in the market for a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are kind of in the same thing, but also at the same time, like they didn't pay like a crazy premium for Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, right? And so, like, I don't think Carr's the most unrealistic option, unrealistic option for them because I think they could be like, you know what? I think this guy's good, you know, where we took a chance on Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. We know Derek Carr's a good quarterback. So I think that's something that could be an option. But I also could see, like, listen. There was those five quarterbacks in the draft. We had a chance to draft a couple of them that year. Uh, we drafted J.C. Horn, who we like. It's time to go get our guy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Number 27, Kyle, where are you going? Um, Got to look at who's left here. Give me the... Um, 
Oh man, this is definitely not the cream of the crop of the NFL teams, right? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'll go Saints. Like, mm-hmm. there's still good players on this roster, right? Like, obviously the cap hell is you know by their own doing is still a problem, but I don't know. They're probably going to move money around again because that's just kind of what they do. And this is another one where <laughs> if they find a way to free up enough cap space to get a Derek Carr, like. I don't think that's going to be the worst team in the world. Chris Olave seems like a good pick. So mm-hmm. they have things that they can kind of do to get more competitive. And yeah, I just, I don't think it's a crappy roster overall. So the quarterback is obviously the biggest question. So I'll just take the betting on some of the talent around the roster. Yeah. If they get Derek Carr, you can just pen them in for the four seed, right? They're yeah. going to win the division and not uh, be better than any of the other division winners. Yeah. This is 10 and 7 written all over it. With the yeah. comp- even if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. I think, that, you know, some notable free agents like Marcus Davenport, the big one. Uh, what they're what are they going to do there? Uh, but, you know, they, they they don't care about the cap. They don't care about being under the cap, whatever, over the cap, whatever. They'll make it work. They'll, they're they going to re-sign Marcus Davenport and get Derek Carr. Uh, and, you know, just, just what the Saints do. Uh, and they actually have a decent amount of cash to work with this year, too, which that, that's sometimes the better predictor than cap space is cash. So uh, I agree with you. I have the Saints next on my board as well. Yeah. So I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, I still think it's going to be a little bit of a problem to try and get out of this mess, and they're probably going to have to sell off some pretty good players. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just, you know, they continue to kick the can down the road a little bit and they're halfway decent next year. Yeah. So – Five teams left. Number 28. Uh, I had them a couple higher on my board. I'm going to Chicago Bears. Chicago yeah. Bears, who uh, have the first overall pick, which, which they could use for a, a player. Probably might not go Jalen Carter now. I don't know. Uh, but they have a you know $88 million in cap space and the number one overall pick and a quarterback who looked pretty good last year. Uh, I don't know how, you know, he still has to improve on certain things, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. But, you know, if you can use the money to build around Fields, if Fields does improve as a passer and can take the next step into being a very good player, uh, you know, and you use that draft pick wisely, maybe trade down and get a couple of starters. Are they going to win a Super Bowl? No, none of these teams are. But if we're doing the exercise, could they win a Super Bowl that way? Sure. Yeah, I think they are going to use this effectively to, you know, this number one pick is going to be used to add more talent. And well, you know, my my surefire lock as the best player in this draft is now arrested, uh, right. Jalen Carter. I mean, they're still going to get a pretty good player, I think, even if they trade down. And they're going to get more capital. My, the only thing is, obviously, why they're still so low, despite all this cap space, despite a young quarterback who showed a lot of promise last year and having a high draft pick, is that this roster was just so bad. And, yeah. you know... They they can have an they can hit a home run this offseason and still have the worst roster in the league around quarterback, right? Like uh-huh. that I just think that's a problem because they don't have receivers, they don't really have a comp they don't have an offensive line. <laughs> I mean, what else do they have that we can get really excited about? And I think that's a bit of a problem. So yeah, I mean, I think they'll get better by default, but it still feels multiple years before we can take this team seriously. Yeah, I I I think I agree. Uh number twenty nine, where are you going? Um, I'll take the Raiders. Like, I think this team's going to be pretty aggressive in the rookie quarterback market. Um, and you know what? Like, once again, it's not another, it's another not perfect situation, obviously, but like they have cap space to 
add some guys. They have some bad players and bad contracts on their roster. But, like, even if they bring in a young rookie quarterback, like, it's not bad to have Devontae Adams to help that out, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're competent next season. I mean, there are some questions. There are a lot of concerns. And, obviously, the quarterback is the biggest question. But, you know, having Adams and having, you know, Max Crosby on defense, you know, they have guys. They have good players. That's the thing. So, yeah, I have them here. Yeah, I have them here as well. Definitely out of the four teams left, they have probably the – I I think you would argue they have the best stars left. The quarterback situation is a complete unknown. Is Jarrett Sidham going to be the guy? I don't know. Uh, Looked good in that one game. But, uh, but, you know, maybe you draft a guy, and maybe that guy comes in and wows you. Maybe, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson fully develops, uh, and you get him, and then he's able to you know be awesome right away year one. But I'm not betting on it happening. They have a little bit of cap space now with getting rid of Derek Carr. But this team feels like they're in a rebuild. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of years, but there are nice pieces here. Like, this isn't a talentless team. So, yeah, I mean, I think that they could still be kind of competitive next season. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the, the one thing is, could they tear the whole thing down? Which I think is a possibility, but I still think that there's good players here. Yeah. Well, from a team that we don't think is a talentless team to a team that we do, give me the Houston Texans at number 30. Uh, Houston Texans are not the bottom uh, team for probably the first time in a, you know, a while. Uh, yeah. Give me them at 30. They got a tad of cap space. How do they not have more cap space? I don't get anyways. Uh, the, you know, number two overall pick. There's a chance that they, they're going to get either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and that's basically my mindset is because of that, uh, you know, they could potentially, you know, do well with that, get a quarterback, and, you know, you have basically no, not a ton on your roster, so you can potentially, uh, you know, plenty of areas where you can improve. It's probably not going to happen. There's, you know, three teams left. Yeah. I mean, the 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 unknown potential of the quarterback is the most enticing thing about this team where it could be really good and mm-hmm. they needed to they need this to work out whoever they draft. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that, how it works out this offseason, because we don't know how good this guy is going to be, whoever they pick. But the next five years of this franchise is going to be riding on whoever they pick in this draft, right? Yeah, and they have other uh, draft picks as well. They're, they're uh, you know, in an okay spot draft-wise, so that, that's kind of why. But yeah, I mean, it's it's all going to come down to, you know, uh, really which quarterback do you draft and how well they do. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not much to say about the Texans. It's all about the quarterback, who they mm-hmm. pick. I mean, the one thing is, like... They're finally you, interesting again. Yeah, there's something to talk about here. Do uh-huh. you move up to number one, I think is the question. Yeah, I still think no. I think you just say, again, maybe they love Bryce Young more than they love C.J. Stroud. There are some people that feel that way, and so maybe you do. But for me, there doesn't feel like a big enough gap that I would give the probably, you know, at least like a second-round pick to have to make that jump. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. All right, Kyle. Number 31, you have two teams left. We have the Bucks and the Colts. Uh, one of them a playoff team. Which one are you picking, and then which one are you making 32? <laughs> I'll take the Colts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the – they they're. if I'm going to bet on the team to move up to the number one pick, that's who I'm betting on right now, right? This is a team that I think is going to be very aggressive in that department. And, you know, if it works out, this all of a sudden could be a bounce-back potential team because I don't think the offensive line is as bad as they performed last year. And I think Jonathan Taylor is still a pretty good running back. 
a very good running back. And so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that stuff could go into kind of working out for this team. And I don't think it's going to be as good as we expected the last couple of years, but I do think by default that should help. And even it should help a young quarterback possibly develop too. So give me the Colts here in this spot. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember what my logic was when I made my notes of why I put the Texans above the Colts. That, that, one, that one might have been a mistake by me. Yeah, I think so. I I had the Colts higher. Yeah, I think that in hindsight, yeah. I mean, I, I could see it with the Colts. Right? They're totally going to get a quarterback uh, for sure. And I, I just feel like they're going to trade up and get a quarterback. And then, you know, okay, maybe the if Jonathan Taylor returns to form, this is a team that's only a year removed from a playoff uh, or from a near playoff appearance. Uh, and then if you can get elite quarterback play out of nowhere, that's how it could work. But again, you know, either way, uh, not a ton of cat space, probably not going to happen. But, you know, could be in a better spot this year than you were last year. Yeah, I feel like this might be a little low. Now that I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's there's hope here. We, we we're sleeping on the Colts. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is nine and eighteen next season. They just straight up, you mm-hmm. know, if their rookie quarterback plays well, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a nine win team. Yeah, or maybe Sam Ellinger comes in. Then I'm not betting on that. <laughs> okay, well we'll we'll see what what happens there. Maybe Matt Ryan has a good year. Yeah, I'm not betting on that either. Okay. Also not betting on the Buccaneers doing much. The Kyle Trask led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh oh how the mighty oh how the mighty have fallen uh as a team that was in the playoffs is ranked 32nd. They're 56 million uh over the cap currently. Th- Tom Brady, uh they're currently paying him over 30 million dollars to not play for them as they push the can down the road. So, you know, as much as they could, they did the right thing, went all in trying to win a second Super Bowl, didn't work out. Uh, but now it seems like they are in full rebuild year, which I'm in support of. Yeah. Uh, I think the question is how far do they tear this thing down, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we're hearing a lot of talk about Devontae or DeAndre Hopkins and T. Higgins. Like, I don't know. If if I'm Tampa Bay, Mike Evans is 100% on the trade block for me, right? Like, I know he's maybe the best player in team history, or one of the best players in team history. But I don't know. That feels like something that probably should be talked about at this point, given the cap situation, given where this team's at. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Evans is on a new team by the beginning of next season. Yeah, I actually think it might just become not like an ownership thing or like a money thing of not wanting to do that, more so than a football sense thing of wanting to get rid of Evans just with, you know, what's the how's the fan base reaction going to be if you lose Tom Brady, potentially Levante David and Mike Evans all in one offseason, like the three most liked players on the roster. Like that would be tough. I think they'd try to avoid that. But I could see, like, I don't know, maybe like a Chris Godwin might make more sense. He'd probably net more value anyway. Uh, you know, there, there's guys you can trade on this roster, certainly. And they're actually in an okay spot, you know, in terms of they their cap is really only bad for one year. It, they kind of yeah. uh, push it down the road in a way where it's all for one year. You kind of suck this year, and then your cap situation should be back, and you should be fine. Uh, and also, there's good quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. So sucking this year is not the worst year to suck. So I'm fully on board. Uh, Operation Tank uh, here. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. We have to come up with a new, you know, the Tank for Tua was the, the best, uh, one of the best uh, catchphrases. We've got to come up with one of those. But, uh, but you know, Save I'm... Sure. There you go. Uh, I- I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't even know what you could do for Caleb. 
Uh, yeah, can't win for Caleb. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the ring to it. No, fade for oh, May yeah. is good. I mean, those two. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a year where you probably want to, you know, decide pretty early if you want to go after a quarterback next year, because those mm-hmm. two, I think those two are special. Um, and there could be a third potentially. How he bounces back, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, they cut Fournette already. But yeah, I mean, I think that is the question: is like, do you just bite the bullet this season, knowing it's not going to be very good? Trade a couple of these guys, don't restructure contracts, and just kind of say next year will be better. I think that's probably what the Tim. That's probably the smart move, right? Just, I don't know. Like, what is what is competitive for Tampa Bay this year if they restructure some of these contracts and go for it again? Yeah, it, it just, I don't know. The only thing I would say is, like, you know, uh, Todd Bowles probably isn't going to want to fully tank, I would assume, because, uh, like, do you want to have kind of back-to-back very disappointing seasons? Uh, but it's probably the right move for the team. I, I like this uh, comment of too high for the Bucks. Yeah, it's it's a bit high, them at 32. Yeah. Um, I don't, It's crazy, right? You know, obviously losing Tom Brady is significant, so that would hurt. But also part of it, too, is, like, they're saying like we, we feel good about Kyle Trask and like they don't seem to be going after Derek Carr. Like it seems like this is a team that's content with just having a bad year. It seems like this they almost kind of understand the the importance of the quarterback position. And I think Jason Light probably said just gets like you know he saw what happens when you have solid quarterback play versus elite quarterback play and the difference. And I think he's going to try to make sure that he either has terrible quarterback play or elite quarterback play. What if Kyle Trask is awesome? Then great. I guess that I guess yeah, I guess that's the one way the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. Oh man, imagine the takes. If Kyle Trask wins the Super Bowl, all the ant Brady couldn't do it. Uh Brady, you know, Kyle Trask comes in, turns out uh system quarterback. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be pretty funny. I mean, obviously we're not betting on that cuz we've watched Kyle Trask play, but I mean, you never know with some of this stuff. I didn't think Brock Purdy had that great of an arm. It worked out right. last season, so yeah. they're still, like, depending on who they get rid of and who they keep, there's still some decent players in this offense. You know, maybe they can work out around it. I mean, that that would be the one thing, but at the same time, I'm not betting on it. I'm not betting on Kyle Trask's talent. Yeah, and maybe they get, like, a Jacoby Brissett uh, to bring in a veteran, and he ends up playing well. You get into the playoffs with another, like, eight and nine year, and then are able to do something. I don't know. Uh, not betting on it, but you could you could talk yourself into any of these teams potentially having a chance. That's what makes the NFL so fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, not the Texans though. Still not betting on the Texans. I don't know. Uh, they weren't thirty-two on either of our list, or were they yeah, thirty-two on yours? They were thirty-one for me. I had the Bucks uh-huh. thirty-two. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Kyle, <laughs> that's our show. A bit of a long one here. Had a lot to get through. Uh, for a second, it looked like we were going to have a very long show. I think we were like a half an hour in and like six teams in. Uh, sometimes we forget that we have, we have uh, you know, uh, we, we can't just spend th- 30 minutes on each team. Yeah. Um, we we got through it eventually. We can power through some of these teams, definitely. Um, so we made it. Um, I can't believe we're already at this point in the offseason. We're talking about next year's Super Bowl winners. Yeah, I know. Uh, next week, we have our show for next week already uh, planned. Next week, it'll be, again, same time, Wednesday at 5. And we are going to be going over the uh, every draft pick, every first-round draft pick, not every draft pick, but every first-round draft pick from last year uh, and talking about, you know, one year removed now, how do we feel about it? 
Yeah. And I think next week's the start of free agency too, isn't it? Or is the 15th? Uh, it's the, the tech, so the 15th is when free agency starts. Although we'll, the, the uh, legal tampering period starts the 13th. So that's when we'll get to know uh, some of the, uh, you know, that's we'll, we'll know a decent during the 15th when we do our show, then we can do, we'll do a, you know, a free agency breakdown of what's happened so far. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got some news coming soon. Obviously, like you said, we're, we're going to go through the draft last season and then start preparing for next season. So we're, we're getting close to that kind of end of the lull period and we're going to have some news here soon. Yeah. So it should be fun. Kyle, let them know where they can find us on Twitter before we head out. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter. That is at Jackson Kruger. Make, follow, make sure to follow me at by Kyle Gronin. And make sure to follow the account page that's at on the sideline JK. That is at on the sideline JK. Of course, if you like uh, audio podcast uh, or like listen to the audio feed, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, the audio only feed should be available. It's called On the Sideline Podcast. Or if you tend to listen there, if you found us there somehow, uh, check out check us out on YouTube, Jackson Kruger Sports. Uh, you can see our faces. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, you know, that's it. Good show, Kyle. Any final thoughts? Um, no, I think we just about covered everything. Uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, having a little bit of breaking news to talk about. That That's always a fun time of the offseason. Yes. Uh, I saw a comment last week saying that I should end the show with saying that, sorry, Derek Carr couldn't make it this week. I know maybe I'm stepping on Jimmy Kimmel's bit a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, no, nothing's original anyways. Should we do that? Yeah, why not? Okay, yes. Okay. Thank you to everybody. We do appreciate it. Sorry, Derek Carr could not make it this week. Uh, Hopefully he will be back next week. And until then, have a good one. Peace.